0: Okay, so um, uh, you probably so far have heard about a lot of uh, concepts about transportation planning, but we will go back a little bit to the basics first and talk about the vehicle characteristics and what, how uh, the vehicles travel on, on, on the road surfaces and in highways and how we can design the, the highways uh, both in horizontal and vertical direction to meet the, the need of the vehicles and to to be that, that the system can be adapted to different types of vehicles um, traveling on the highway. So the, the most important parameters that we need to know about vehicles are these ones. We, You've probably, uh, if any of you are interested in knowing uh, a lot of details about different types of cars or vehicles, you've probably heard about some of these uh, terminologies before, but these are the ones that uh, that are affecting the design of the highways and the, the we call it the geometric design of the, the highway systems. And by the way, geometric design of the highway is speci- specifically the horizontal and vertical alignments design is one of the major topics in your um, FE exam. If you have heard of FE exam, or if you're thinking of taking the FE exam, that's the fundamental of engineering exam. And that's the, basically the first step to become a professional engineer um, and work as a civil uh, professional civil engineer. So the the, the parameters are aerodynamic resistance of the car. We're gonna talk about that, how that affects the performance of the vehicle, the rolling resistance, how the vehicle is, or how much resistance uh, the, the vehicle is confronting while traveling on the road or the highway. The grade resistance, what is the best or what is the optimal, what is the maximum slope when you are going uphill or going downhill. The acceleration and deceleration is very important. Um, what type of vehicle and what type of acceleration and deceleration uh, that actually affects. An example is when you are designing a highway exits or a highway entrance from, the, uh, uh, from one of the ramps or one of the uh, uh, minor streets or uh, one of the arterials when you want to enter the highway you have seen that there is uh, an extra lane that uh, that 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 we take either during the, uh, the highway or when they are entering the highway and the length of that lane that extra lane is depending on the acceleration uh, or deceleration of the the vehicle or of the typical vehicle in the traffic stream and based on that you can design how much uh, or how long that, that, uh, extra lane should be, uh, then exiting or entering the highway. The braking performance is very important, uh, to design the, uh, the stopping, uh, uh distance and what is the, the safe stopping distance in vertical alignment or vertical curves or horizontal curves. And also, uh, of course, based on the type of the vehicle, you can have access and to what is the tractive effort of the vehicle, what is the power of the vehicle, and what is the resistance. So this is a typical uh, illustration of, let's say when a vehicle is going uphill on a grade, these are the typical forces that are applying to the vehicle or from the vehicle to the road, or vice versa, and uh, the need to have an equilibrium condition or a balance condition between uh, all the forces uh, acting upon the vehicles. So what type of forces we have? Uh, The the only force that's that's pushing the vehicle ahead is, is the driving force. So DF is going to be the only force that is pushing the vehicle forward, right? All the other forces are actually the ones that are resisting the, the movement. So there should be a balance uh, between the driving force and all the resisting forces. Now, what type of resisting forces we have? The first one is the aerodynamic force. Uh, that's based on the, the type of the car and the shape of the car and how it, it, uh, it uh, reacts to, uh, to the wind movement, then uh, uh, you are driving, let's say, uh, in the opposite direction of the of the wind speed, and uh, you've probably seen the videos of uh, of vehicles or airplanes uh, testing in the wind tunnel, big wind tunnels, and how the uh, the the air. Is moving around the vehicle. It's really depending on the shape of the vehicle and the aerodynamic factor. The acceleration force is how uh, fast the vehicle can can start moving, uh, and how can how fast it can accelerate uh, from the steady condition, or from uh, the speed of zero to 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 a design speed that we are considering for the highway. The braking force is also another um, factor uh, that we need to consider in terms of resisting. Another one is rolling resistance or rolling force that again uh, is one of the resistance factors and it's going to fight the driving force so we need to consider that as well. And then of course gravity is very important when we are talking about the uh, type of resistance forces acting on on, on vehicles. Okay, so uh, while I'm talking, again, I, I don't like to be the only person talking here. Please feel free to to raise your hand or, or um, submit your questions or if you have any, if you would like to, to pause on any of the slides, uh, I can go back and uh, discuss more about that specific topic. All right, a little bit more, um, getting into more details here. Let's say you have a vehicle uh, going at a speed of, uh, let. Well, well, before we consider the speed, uh, what you see in this diagram over here is basically the same forces, the same type of forces that we had before. Uh, it's... Uh, just another uh, designation for the different types of forces. So R sub A is the aerodynamic resistance, again, from the acting from the wind on, on the vehicle front face. Um, the weight of the vehicle from the gravity uh, can be uh, broken down into two components, the, the vertical components, pre- not the vertical, the, the, the component perpendicular to the surface, and the components which is horizontal and parallel to the surface. And then of course, there is a friction between the tires and the road surface and based on the type of the road, let's say if you are driving on a concrete pavement surface, the friction between the tire and concrete pavement surface is gonna be different compared to when you're driving on an asphalt road. And then there's a rolling resistance based on the type of the grade uh, or uh, we call that uh, or R sub RL uh, and that depends on how deep uh, or how, uh, uh, how steep is the, is the grade when you are climbing or when you're going downhill. Okay, so um, there is, the, the rolling resistance is actually uh, a result of the interaction between tire and road surface that we, that we already mentioned that. Um, and again, a lot of factors uh, affecting that problem or that factor. Uh, we mentioned about the pavement type, surface type. The tire pressure is very important and the tire deformation on the road surface is also very important. That's why uh, a lot of uh, tire companies Uh, or tire manufacturers, they are investing a lot of uh, uh, resources in designing the optimal shape of the tire threads or the the optimal shape of the tire surface uh, to minimize the fuel consumption and uh, actually adapt the type of tire for the climate condition and the type of road that you're driving on. So the rolling resistance can be, uh, we can categorize the rolling resistance and we can uh, say that it's depending on the vehicle speed, uh, the tire pressure, the temperature is very important, uh, and also the rigidity and flexibility or flexibility of the tire and pavement. And of course, it's a function of, of friction and also, uh, we, as you remember, we talked about that the component of the weight, can break it down to two components, one parallel to the surface and one perpendicular to the surface. And the one normal to the surface or perpendicular to the surface, that's the one that is affecting the rolling resistance. Okay? So if you wanna formulize that or put it in an an equation format, the rolling resistance can be a function of friction times weight. And what th- 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 this is actually w times cosine of theta. Theta is the degree of this slope. Um, and if you remember from um, basic calculus or uh, algebra, uh, the if this angle is theta, so is this one. So this one is also theta. We can we can call it theta sub g. Uh, or just theta, and then uh, if this is the, the actual weight of the vehicle, if you want to convert it to the normal component of the weight, we just multiply weight by the cosine of theta, and then the other component will be w times sine of theta, right? So w times cosine of theta, and then uh, we also said that it's Function of friction, so that's going to be friction times the the normal component of the weight. But uh, um, let's uh, have a quick uh, assignment here. It's not an assignment; it's basically a class uh, activity or or practice type of activity. Uh, let's pause for a few seconds. I'm gonna pause for a few seconds and I would like you to calculate the, the cosine of theta for the following theta value. So grab a, a pen or pencil and a piece of paper and write down these uh, theta values. Ready? Okay, so the theta values are, these are in, uh, uh, not radians, are, these are in uh, degrees. Um, and feel free to use your calculator or your computer calculator. Uh, So the Theta values are one, two, three, four, and five, and also 10. So I would like to create a table and calculate the cosine of Theta for the Theta being from one to for all of them and also for 10. So we need cosine of one, cosine of two, cosine of three, four, and five, and then cosine of 10. I'm gonna pause for probably a minute or 60 seconds here, and uh, please submit your answers uh, in the chat box. Or write them down, we we need to, we'll go back to them later uh, when we want to review the results. All right, go ahead. Okay, good. So as you probably have noticed, uh, the cosine of theta for small angles and for small slope grades uh, is always very close to one almost one that's why we can assume that cosine of theta is almost one in this equation so that uh, the rolling resistance can be um, equal to friction uh, times just the weight of the vehicle and then there's a there's a way to calculate or estimate the the coefficient of rolling resistance or the friction Uh, which is a function of the vehicle speed. If you have your vehicle speed in feet per second, you can calculate the coefficient of rolling resistance, uh, that's F sub RL, equal to 0.01 times 1 plus V, the vehicle speed in feet per second, divided by 147. So uh, this is very useful in. Calculating the rolling resistance of different uh, traffic conditions and different vehicles traveling at different speeds on the vehicle, on the, on the road surface. And as you see here, the rolling resistance is directly affected by uh, the friction and weight of the vehicle as well as the speed. If you want to take this a little bit more advanced here, uh, we have another uh, type of resistance force, which is the uh, the resistance force from the normal component, uh, from the, the parallel component of the weight uh, of the weight of the vehicle, or uh, that's why we call, this is the, the parallel component. That's why we call it the, the great resistance. And it's actually a function of, the the grade or the slope degree or the slope angle of of the road surface. So the basically the grade resistance is just the, the parallel component of the weight. Uh, so the, the normal component was W times cosine of theta that we we saw in the previous slide. And and again from your basic algebra or calculus knowledge, the, the, the parallel component is going to be W times sine of theta. And uh, again, if you do the experiment uh, for small angles, for the, if you do the experiment for the same uh, range of uh, uh, great angles or slope angles from 1 to 5 or 1 to 10, the sine of theta is almost equal to tangent of theta. Uh, and we all know that the, the definition of the slope uh, is basically tangent of, of theta, right? So we can replace sine of theta with tangent of theta. And tangent of theta is basically the slope of the, of the road or the grade, we call it the grade. Um, and grade is, the definition of the grade is how much the road surface is rising over a unique uh, horizontal distance. And since uh, you're, cal- you're estimating the rise, the vertical rise in feet, and the horizontal distance also in feet, the grade uh, is unitless and it's basically in percentage. So, um, example or another very quick class activity. Let's say a roadway rises five feet in vertical direction over a hundred feet horizontal distance, right? If you want to calculate the grade of this road, uh, it's basically the slope of the road or tangent of theta uh, and that's going to be the the amount of vertical rise which is five feet divided by the amount of horizontal distance which is in this case 100 feet and that's five over 100 or 5%, right? Now, uh, quick question or quick class activity, what is theta in this case? So again, the question is We have a roadway that rises five feet in the vertical direction over 100 feet horizontal distance and we know that the grade is 5%. The question is, what is theta? And you can see theta in this picture. Let's wait another minute or two, um, and then uh, we'll see what is the amount of theta. Yes, so um, the, if you take the reverse tangent of 0.05, you will find out that Theta is going to be 2.86 degrees, right? So that's, uh, that's basically the definition of the grade, um, of the roadway in percentage and how we convert it to the rolling resistance or grade resistance. Okay, so uh, we also talked about the aerodynamic resistance. Um, And uh, again, that depends on the shape of the vehicle. And uh, in the picture, you see uh, an example of a vehicle in a wind tunnel. And that's the illustration of how the wind force or how the wind flow is moving around the vehicle based on the the shape of the the vehicle and the frontal face or the frontal area of the vehicle. Um, So this is how uh, when when your vehicle or when you're driving uh, in the opposite direction uh, uh, um, with respect to the wind direction, uh, when you're driving uh, 85% of the air is flowing around the vehicle uh and there is a there's a friction from the air uh, acting upon the vehicle and that's considering for twelve percent um of the resistance and the air flow through the vehicle components uh in, in mostly in the front of the vehicle that's only containing or including three percent of those that uh uh, total resistance. And if you want to calculate the rolling re- the, the aerodynamic resistance, uh, that's actually a function of the air density. Uh, if we consider, or if you have the air density in slugs per cubic feet or, uh, and uh, there is another uh, factor Uh, that's called coefficient of drag, which is a unitless factor. Um, And that is based on the the how aerodynamic the vehicle is in terms of the shape of the vehicle. Uh, It also depends on what is the total frontal area of the vehicle in terms of uh, or in in, uh, uh, square feet. Uh, of course, the less the frontal area, the the less aerodynamic resistance you have. That's why the big uh, trailer trucks have a lot of, uh, much more uh, resistance, aerodynamic resistance compared to race cars. And of course, the, ve- the speed of the vehicle in feet per second is very uh, important. So once you know all those parameters, rho divided by two times the coefficient of drag times the frontal area times the the square of the speed. That would give you the the aerodynamic resistance in pound. And it's it's very important to know that all these resistance factors or resistance forces are uh, estimated or are measured in pounds because all of these are Basically, different types of forces acting upon uh, or against the vehicle power, and it's important to know that v in this case is the speed of the vehicle relative to the wind speed. Um, but since that might be a little bit complicated, we uh, in in all the examples in this in this class we consider that the wind speed is zero in this case. So the the relative speed is gonna be similar to the speed of the vehicle, right? So again, another pause here. I'm gonna show you an example of the, uh, of how the the coefficient of drag is affecting the aerodynamic resistance uh, of different types of vehicles. Let me pause here for a second. If you wanna have a sense of, let me share my screen for a second. If you wanna have a sense of uh, how coefficient of drag is compared between different vehicles, if you remember uh, there was an event uh, uh, sometime back, I I believe it was last year maybe, uh, that Tesla revealed the the semi trailer truck, and they are uh, they are providing this information that the coefficient of drag of the Tesla Semi is uh, probably at at the same range or even uh, slightly less than a Bugatti, uh, which is a, a very fast car. Uh, and 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 for a Bugatti is 0.38 the coefficient of drag, and coefficient of drag for a Tesla Semi is um, claimed to be 0.36 from probably from the tests that that uh, they have been doing in the uh, in the wind tunnel, and that's probably because of the the special design of the uh, of the the shape of the vehicle both the frontal shape and also the, the the whole structure of the vehicle. And to compare it to the regular diesel trucks, uh, the, the coefficient of drag for those types of trucks is, is in the range of 0. 0.65 to 0. 0.7. So that's how you see that, that the aerodynamic resistance factor is, is really impacting the, the fuel consumption and uh, the, the amount of power that the vehicles, especially big vehicles, need to move forward.